Christian life, at every point in time, you should be able to know at what level you are. Just like any human being that is growing, every human being that is growing knows that he is still in the Bible stage. So most of them are
that is why we must learn to invest in ourselves spiritually, just the way we invest in ourselves physically, is the way we act. That's the reason for this program. Constantly invest in yourself. It's a sign that you are taking your Christian life more seriously and you want to give it a new vista. Not many have understood that. That's why you see the churches filled to the room on Sunday. But how many can you hold to come and say, Who are those who can stand for God? Look at them. On the day of shaking, you will see how the church will be empty. On the day of reckoning, on that day when there will be a serious shake up, just little COVID again, you somehow have to respond because I'm going to just be a just COVID alone. But those who don't know their God, they still come to church. You see the point? And more shake up is going to come because the church now is no longer at the infancy level. The church has reached its maturity level and gradually stepping into the oldest level. That's where the church is now. The church is entering the oldest level. So it's one thing for the mystical church, which is the true church, the body of Christ, to be entering the oldest level. While we who are actually the members of the body are still in the infancy. So we must grow to meet up with the church of the church where it is right now. What is leading to this for all is because we are beginning to discern what the Holy Spirit is in the church right now. Where is the Holy Spirit in the train of the body of Christ? To be fully presented for the Father. So if you are far behind, the challenges that are coming to be the church in this time, based on the agenda of the Holy Spirit, is coming based on the Father. In the agenda of God, the church is not a mature church. But you and I, who are actually the church in reality, are still the infants. So anything that comes based on the maturity will not come for us. That's why there's so much fear in the church. There's so much, uh, what do you call it? Aridity um, in the church. Aridity. Shyness, lack of devotion, no more thing. And if you watch very well through a body, you are very sincere in yourself, you appear as if the devil is doing it. Because you look at the warfare going on right now, it's as if the devil is everywhere, people are, not, people are just living God. You will see, and it's as if to be a Christian today is no longer the popular opinion. So that's what we are passing through right now, and we must understand that as individuals, we must raise up to be where the Spirit of God is right now at work in church. A lot of people are following suit. A lot of people are going to the maturity stage, the church. Many, but unfortunately, vast number two are behind the scenes. Just as many people in the church, their interest is not about food and drink, house, housing, and everything. That is what is bothering them. Oh, oh, oh. They, when they have left that level, they have traversed, they are moving to where God is waiting for them. Some are still just in their homes. God is telling the family they have at the moment. Some, based on the encounter they are having, maybe they had an accident, 
or some, you know, something that happened will quicken them. They wake up like that. And you see them begin to live their life so fast. So many huge sacrifices that are people all of a sudden they will just leave their homes and feel like eating the bush for prayer and fasting. And they are there fasting and praying until they actualize themselves in that dimension. They don't do it because they want to become pastor. They don't do it because they want to become a believer to a believer. It is for their own sake. A lot of white people are beginning to transpass right now in their homes. They are beginning to have that evolving of the spirit. A lot of people are going to have revelation. God is using every means to quicken the church to come into that place. But you know, the fastest way to grow and meet up with the agenda of the Holy Spirit is through the Word of God. And remember, that God is like a platform to give you. A teaching ministry is the fastest way that can make you grow from your in fancy stage to the adulthood and then to the maturity stage. That is why you must take every opportunity that God gives you to learn new things very seriously, play with it, digest it, meditate on it, keep trying, let it take hold of you, let it become part of your life. You may think that this does not make any sense to you right now. But on that day of shaking, the Holy Spirit who has fed you with this, who has filled your quiver with these arrows, you will see the Holy Spirit will quicken you. They will begin to make sense to you because at that point in time, that's when you need them, you know, practically in your life. People of God, get prepared. Jesus said, in this world, you have many troubles. Did he say one? Many troubles. What did he say? Yeah, he but remember, I have overcome the world. And Torture will say, Who is he who has overcome the world? But the one who believed that Jesus is the Christ. And when you believe in Jesus as the Christ, something happens to you spiritually. Because your act of believing is the act of God releasing himself into you. Where you will, you know. Consciously every day, living a conscious Christ life, Christ consciousness. You need to live what they call a Christ conscious life. Christ conscious life. Even though it's no longer you who live, it's Christ that lives in you. You need to live in that consciousness every day. Outside your church going, outside your devotion, there is a greater aspect of your life that does that you know that uh, that uh, stands in the what Christ consciousness. Anything you are doing, wherever you are, we are very conscious of the Christ that lives in you and its implication per time. Very important. If you watch one of the officers of the Christ, I'm sure you see remember the language office of the Christ, eh? His nature, his life, and spirit. Yes, uh, last last week we dealt a little bit more on the two. 
Then if you remember this, I think that should be Second Timothy hmm? chapter 1, verse 7. We have not received the spirit of what? Bondage to fear. You can open your Bible, let's start it. He said, We have not received the spirit hmm, of bondage to fear, but we have received the spirit of what? Power, love, and sound mind. Paul is trying to make us understand something here that the moment we come into Christ consciousness, the moment we come into the office of the Christ and we receive his nature, we receive his life and his spirit. Now, when we are receiving his spirit, there's a replacement. Before the spirit came, there was a spirit that already lived in us. And that spirit is what? The spirit of bondage to fear. Okay? We're all better. We're all born with the spirit of bondage to fear. Remember, when Adam sinned, the first attack he received was from the spirit of bondage to fear. When God asked him, Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice and I hid myself because what? I was afraid. Remember? I was afraid. Okay? So, it is the spirit of fear that struck him first. He went to heed himself. He ran away from God's presence. That spirit, as many who are born of Adam, have that same spirit. It is this spirit that is the covering pipe that conveys all the negativities into the human person. What makes you and I become partakers of the negativities is all what? The spirit of fear. This spirit is endemic in the human nature. Through it, the devil rules the souls of men. So when we came into Christ's consciousness, by our baptism, by accepting Jesus, now this spirit needs to be dealt with. God replaces that spirit as, as if when you are passing through the process, you are exercised, and then you receive a new spirit called the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of what? Sound mind. If you don't allow this spirit to take hold of you properly, this one will still contend with its own place. So part of your Christian growth is going to deal with the habits and the characters that this one has helped to form in you over the years. And this happens only through the word of God. Because it's the word of God that will change your mentality. Because what keeps this spirit inside of you is your mentality, your biases. If you like your mind and your thoughts, it has built thoughts in you, it has created some certain kind of mindset in you that will give you a mentality and a bias. Where you don't, you, you see Christians who don't trust God absolutely. 
They still have some reservation. Is it going to work? It's not going to work. It is ruled by the stock bondage. See, it's called the stock bondage because it keeps men in bondage. So any spirit that can keep your mind and your thoughts in bondage has actually delivered you. They say in fear, a man dies 1,000 times before he's raided. You heard about it before? Yeah. <laughs> in his mind, he has died 1,000 times before the real death will come. But I have a good news for you. He said we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. Rather, we have received the spirit of bondage towards power, love, and sound mind. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 makes it clear. He said, the, the Holy Spirit has poured and brought out as what? The Spirit of love. And this love cannot what? Disappoint us. So that takes a, that takes care of the fact that we sometimes feel, will God do it? Will God not do it? My God will fail me, will not fail me. No. In this type of spirit of receive, there is no disappointment. So that is what makes us to have what we call the audacious faith. Audacious faith. The faith that believes, even though there's no result, as far as the person is concerned, God has done it. <coughs> believes God. Is there result or not? Is it consequential? You have to learn to believe what they want, where you're no longer looking for proofs. <laughs> I don't need to see it. After I'm concerned, it's a certain deal. Sometimes it may happen when you are still alive. Sometimes it may not happen. At the point, a great man of old, of Hebrews chapter 12 or chapter 11, where we say, God, if you don't answer us, no problem. Don't even answer us. No, we have gone outside. It's not that can be beneficiaries of what we pray for. At that level, they are no longer in the room by the appetite that their prayer was answered. Because they have discovered a love that is beyond all telling. We are just trying to understand deeply what you have received. You have received something, dear child of God. You have received not the spirit of what? Bondage to fear. Many don't understand that. That does not mean fear will not come. Fear will bash into you. It will intimidate you. Fear will paralyze you. Fear will make you shrink. Fear will make you give some rationality or give some rational explanation to things. Fear will limit your level of faith commitment. It will come. But when it comes, know it is called the spirit of bondage to fear. You see? So at the end of it all, it is that fear that brings the bondage to your life. If the spirit of fear cannot manipulate you, then bondage cannot stay with you. Job said, What I feared most has what finally what been following me. If you didn't fear that thing, it will have come to pass. Notice very well, fear always comes anytime something strikes you. 
You saw the same thing. Wow, what will I do? What will I do? You saw say you start a dialogue with some, you say a dialogue that you don't even know. You start discussing with yourself. You're not actually discussing with yourself, they are discussing with spirits. Either good spirit or what? A bad spirit. That will give you a reason why you should act the way you the way you should act. And if you yield to that the language of fear, bondage will necessarily what come. So we need to be conscious of the Christ who have received and know that we have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. We have received the spirit of what? Power. You have power deposited in your spirit. Just the way you receive his nature, you receive his life, you have only received his spirit and that spirit is the spirit of power. There's a last thing called the spirit of love. There's a mass we call the spirit of what? Sound mind. This is your content. It can never disappoint. This system here that is inside of you now can never disappoint. I have the spirit of God. I have the spirit of Elmer. I have the spirit of the spirit. It's a spirit. And that's the thing that follows you. Remind yourself of this every day. In the name of Jesus, I have this of sound mind. I have this of power. I have this of mind. Every time. Remind yourself. Anytime fear hits you, remind yourself that you have this. You have to keep in mind. Your mind is very crucial in the language of the spirit because your mind is the door through which the spirit interacts. The good spirit or bad spirit, the door through the end of life is through your mind. Guard your mind with all diligence and make sure that the only thing that dominates your mind is what the Spirit of Christ you know, releases, which is what? Power. Be conscious of your power. Say, I have power. By the Spirit. Say, I have love. By the Spirit. Say, I have a sound mind. By the Spirit. So, anytime corruption hits your mind, remind yourself, I cannot think this because I have a spirit of sound mind. Is there? You are, you, you are so used to the spirit of, of uh, the spirit of bondage of fear because you grew with it, and nobody talked about this, and so it has settled with you for a very long time. Control your mind. Control your thoughts. Control your mind. Your mind is the study of your life. Where your mind drives to, that's where your life is going to. I've learned this for some years now and it has helped me a lot. I will sit there, I will start chatting the course of where my life will be. I will start creating sound thoughts. And every day I allow it to dominate me. I remind myself. I remind myself because I know that my mind will always play out what dominates my heart. And I will find in the word of God. Every bondage starts with your mind. 
as fear plants its thoughts in your mind, as all kinds of negative thoughts hits your mind, child of God, don't say my mind, I don't know, it's coming there. If you don't do something about it, it will be like a weed that will run your farm. As a man thinks, he becomes. When fear hits you, say, I refuse to fear. Then they say, the Lord is my light and my help. Whom shall I fear? The guy was battling with things in his mind. He had to confess with his mouth. The Lord is my light and my help. He was activating what? The foot of what? From the three. From the three of them, which one was not activating? Sound mind. The Lord is my light and my help. He was saying it. The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Before whom will I shrink from? When my enemies came against me to devour my flesh and drink my blood, it is they who stumbled and fell. When you say it by the spirit of sound mind, the angels in operation in this dimension execute it for you. The angels are waiting for you to say the word of God from your mouth. That's why we speak it out. Each word of God you say with your mouth, with faith, angels of God on assignment in your life. We call them ministers angels. They execute the word of God swiftly. Sometimes you see yourself, when you are seeing some of these things, it's like there is some kind of, like what if you, 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 you may be confronted with the situation and you are trying to confess the word of God, even as you are confessing it, there is this doubt going on inside you, right? See, when it happens that way, don't keep quiet. Open your mouth. Shout it to yourself. If you're in the car, why not and scream inside the car? Say it out. Repeat it. Keep saying it until the light in that world shines in your soul. <laughs> it's called the violence of faith. Faith, how does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Sometimes in my room I just scream and say something. Today I'm talking to somebody. I'm fighting a thought that came to my spirit. In the name of Jesus. Sometimes when I'm trying, when I'm saying this word, when I say in the name, no scripture has come. But I now keep the in the name before you know the spirit will just give you one bullet. You just say it. This is how you live, oh. This is how we live in this end time. Oh my God, we do it. God won't do anything. Jesus has given us everything. He said, as the Father has sent me, so I'm what? Sending you. You must be a responsible Christian who engages everything God has given to you to sustain integrity of peace and happiness. Give this one that spirits are literally everywhere. As if they are more angry now. Don't give to devour. That you'll be quiet. No. Oh, see, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We are fighting principalities. These are intelligent beings. They are disembodied beings. They are smart and intelligent and they are fierce. They have only three missions to kill, to steal, and to destroy. They manipulate, 
they project, they control, they hit, they, they cause wounds, mental wounds, emotional wounds. If you don't grow up, you have many bruises. You'll be sad. You'll be discomfited. Oh. It's quite unfortunate. We need to pray more. We need to pray more for the church. A lot, a lot of are going. I tell you. When I intercede, I say, Lord, my job is to intercede. I don't want to believe the report. You are not to finish up the report. Because when we intercede for nations, when we intercede for people, when we intercede for those who are in darkness, if you see what we perceive in the spirit, it's quite this. You have received the spirit of love, the spirit of what? Power, the spirit of sound mind. That is why you are condemned to love. You cannot dispense any other kind of spirit except love in a world that is dying. No matter the amount of vexation that comes around you, you must love. I tell you, you must love, you must. You must dispense love because that's the only antidote you have to subdue the spirit of bondage and fear. You have to the spirit of bondage that brings about all these troubles we see everywhere, basically even within yourself, from your spirit to your mind, to your soul, to your body. You have to subdue the spirit of bondage you must grow in love. You must allow love use you. You must not live in hurt. I keep emphasizing this because that is the greatest area of the midst of Christ. Jesus said, in this world you have many offenses. Offenses must surely come. If you come in large quantities, you get offended at home, if you are offended in the office, you are offended in the marketplace, you are born a taxi, you are offended, you are climbing on a car, something will just come up with a squirrel, vexation everywhere. Everyone is as if they are angry. Everywhere. And that spirit is from bondage. There are many principalities that are working under this top bondage, but the one that is called is top, the, the, the spiritual host of wickedness is witchcraft. When force of witches want to break your life, they must hijack your emotions and stand you to vexation. They breed well where there's a vexation spirit. So if you don't flush your system all the time, you make a very good ground for them to come and perish. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that's why there was a conscious effort by Jesus 
to bring us into his office, his space, the space we occupy in the spirit. The office of Christ is in our own space. I have a space in the spirit. And I'll pray for my own space. That office, what works in that office is his nature, his life, and his spirit. And I'm occupying that space. That the way I articulate in my I believe. When I, when I say I believe in God, the Father Almighty, I am actually demonstrating classically by my faith the place I'm occupying in the spirit by my act of belief. That's why that prayer is not to God. Are you aware? I believe in God. Are you talking to God? I believe in God, the Father of my God. That prayer don't need to me. You're not looking to yourself. You are taking a stand. You are taking a stand in the spirit. You are defining your space in the spirit of God. Because what you believe determines your position in the spirit. And when we sing the bigger one, which is on Sunday, I believe you are demonstrating classically by song your place in the spirit. Is a integral aspect of our act of worship. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Who are you in the spirit? But if you check well, those prayers, we recite them, it doesn't make sense to us. So our space in the spirit. Is dominated by his nature, by his life, by his spirit. As against the nature of Satan, which we are all born with, the life of Satan, which is the earthly life, life of fertility, life of what? Vanity, life of what? Carnality. I'm sure you have not forgotten that. The nature of the devil is death. And decadence, corruption. Okay? The life of the devil is what? You see it play out in vanity, see it play out in futility, see it play out in carnality. Then the spirit of the devil is what? Bondage to fear. Bondage to fear. Please, someone should open to uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. To see when we were delivered from this spirit of bondage. I refuse to be in bondage. There are days you don't sit down. You feel a pressure on you. It's like the cloud is damp. It's like the atmosphere is so heavy. You are under constant kind of, you are choking. The air is choking you. You are like on the process of depression. It's a spirit. It's exercising of oppression upon you. It's trying to stifle you. Amen. Amen. Are we there? Read Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Hebrews 2, 14. Yes. Because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. The Son also became flesh and blood. For purpose, why? For only as a human being could he die. Mm -hmm. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. They break the power of the devil, uh -huh. Who had the power of death. Okay, go ahead. 15. No, 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 no. There's another one again. Which translation is that? Something I'm a cut off from there. There's a mediation there already. Okay. 
Okay, read for me. Let's hear you. Uh huh. Listen. He gave it to me. 
they took from the bread and gave to them and said, this is my body. They took the chalice full of wine and said, this is my blood. Something has been given to you. That thing is what you use in destroying the power of death. How dare death will come to you with this in your hands? Amen. Amen. This is where we belong. We've been truly armed with what it is. It will eat what destroys death and you see a of death. Oh, something comes on. The very instrument he used in liberating us, he gave it to us. So that you don't go back to death, you don't go back to what? Bondage to fear. Then that Paul says, we have received the spirit of what? Love, power, and sound mind. And how did that spirit come? It came through his life. And how did life come? The life came through his nature. And how the nature came? The nature came through the Eucharist. So when you receive the Eucharist, you receive his nature, you receive his life, you receive his spirit. Every time they precede the body of Christ, you are renewing your office of Christ in your life. In your life. And that's why they will be a consciousness of that, that Christ. When I used to say, you are a moving monster, you are developing what Christ consciousness. Have you ever gotten so used to money that you are afraid that you're going to have it with 100,000? Don't buy you what you want. Have you ever thought of money losing its taste? Hundred dollars, you say no, this money cannot buy me any grammar. Is it possible? Have you ever thought that way? That hundred dollars won't buy a grammar? Grammar? Hey, this one is like a chin. Can you buy me a cup of grammar? Have you ever thought that way? No. The efficacy of the money is ever fresh in your mind, anytime, anywhere, right? Why are we losing taste? Look at this. That it cannot do its work again. We don't get used to money. As far as we're concerned, money is still valued at every point in time and still solves a problem. But when it comes to this other one or the word of God, we feel that ah, it worked in my life before. Now, so I'm not sure. Hmm, I need to help myself. Oh, you start devaluing the substance committed to you. This is because we're just praying and meditating on the guy and asking the God for carrying us dangerously. And then he spoke to me. He said, The antidote to witchcraft at all levels. He said, You didn't know. When I gave the Eucharist, it was not meant for the early church, it's meant for the gross church. The church preparing in this old age. Because that's where they will release all this asthma to destroy the church. <coughs> when Christ was saying the days of death shall not prevail, it's not the early church, it's the later church. And we're entering that realm right now. He said the benefit of Eucharist, it is now. Because the only thing that can stifle witchcraft at all levels is the Eucharist. Just as they eat their own portion, you are eating your own portion here. Shall we big amen? Amen. It is portion afterwards. Portion. Portion versus portion. They eat it and they get the nature of the devil, the life of the devil, the spirit of the devil. You too, you eat your own and then you rejuvenate the nature of the life and the spirit of Christ inside of you. It is not going to be prayers, it is what you eat. 
In Egypt, Egypt was known to be the headquarters of witchcraft at all levels. They had over 4,000 gods. How did they manage those gods? It's through witchcraft. They had portions. That's why God had to give them something that would counteract their witchcraft operations. It's not through prayers. They didn't have night vigil to be free from Egypt. Take, take a man. Put us us. Bury us. Kill it. Apply the blood of the victims of the Lord. Then the other one. Roast it. And take it to God. Say that night, the angel of death will come. But when you see the house, when the blood will pass by. They ate it. When the prophet, you know, including Jesus, were now using their wizardry to operate in the spirit to climb them down, they could not get them anymore. They operate the sun to smite them by day. No way. The Bible says the sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. They stand up everything. But these two were not praying. They were busy moving. Eh? No prayer, no fasting. But they could not. Numbers chapter 22. I think it says, there shall be no sorcery against Israel, there shall be no what? Intimidation against uh, Jacob. Why? Because they are partaking of a substance that carries the nature of God inside of them. Shout a big amen. Amen. The machinery to kill, to steal, and to destroy is to be fully implemented by the dimension of witchcraft. Witchcraft has to do with manipulation. It has to do with projection, mind control. Witchcraft means, which means to bend. The word witch is to bend. You are going this way, they bend this way. You are going this way, they bend this way. First of all, they bend you from your destiny. They bend you away from God. Witchcraft is meant to just simply make sure that they never achieve their reasons of their life. Understand? To bend. And when they bend you, they leave it to where they will destroy you. They make sure that whatever should enhance your life should not come. Heavily manipulative. Project all kinds of use you for their own purpose. And more than ever, it's on the increase today. <laughs> if you want to wait last three, four months, and then you have to Because that's what it's been going now. Only they do understand that. 60% of the deaths that is taking place today are engineered by Strange secrets that are hitting people today were in the era of witchcraft and wizardry. Why are they so successful? They have so dominated the human appetite so much that the average human being living today is craving for what? Futility, vanity, and carnality. This is where witchcraft dwells. That's why they have the ability to give the portion because portion has to be worth eating. Economic appetite. Entertainment. 
know they're gaining something here. Don't understand this. Be very careful. Don't be sensitive to what is happening. But thanks be to God, what the spirit of sound mind, when they come to manipulate us, we have a knowledge. There's a mind we have that is sound. That can only bend. You can't bend that mind. When that thought starts hitting, then I begin to engage the thoughts that have filled my mind with the rain, which is the word of God. Our minds can't bend. Once they bend your mind, they bend your life. Whatever which is you know, achieved in your mind will definitely show up in your life. Mark what I'm say now. Go to church, do everything. If they can control your mind, anyone who breaks into your mind and control your mind will determine the destiny of your life. That's what is a spirit sent to make sure you have what sound mind, you have what power to sustain integrity at every point in time. Paul now says, offer your very selves as living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable. Is it not conform to the pattern of this world? Is it a pattern created by witchcraft? Mind control today. Through the social media, through television, through entertainment. Check well. Just sometimes we do yourself and watch what we call entertainment. Don't be carried away. Just try to doubt what is there. You know, uh, how do I call it? Estricate your emotion from it. And try to judge it from afar. And check well, what does this India offer? But if you are already being carried away by it, you cannot judge anymore. You are a victim already. <laughs> they spare you off. Because your emotions are already involved, you cannot judge right anymore. You will see that's life. And as long as they can play with your emotions, you forget that your emotions are actually the door to the energies of your soul. So when they play with your emotions, they have an access to the energies of the soul and they can take advantage of your energies and control your life. We need to be careful. The music in church will not move you, but the music outside will move you. You get hysterical. You are in church. They sing all the church, church songs from entrance to Florida to communion song. It doesn't move you. You are so dry. But when they put this music that I invoke now, oh my goodness, you rise and say, let me dance. You see, because they have hijacked your energy. And so you'll see yourself dance to the point where you are losing control. Have you noticed that? The vibrations, the thing, as you sit in, you are enjoying it. There's this, you know, there's this condition of, of excitement. And then you suspect you want to demonstrate every dance step and all those things. You don't know, sorry. <laughs> but in church, no matter what they sing in church, no matter how they, nothing moves you. Every day, 
Sort out the dragon. I don't know the, 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 the lady. I'm putting her. Why are you doing so? Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. How are you doing, though? I'm just going to say, hey, so you are not on to me. <laughs> I said, ah! I have to be free. Because the more you stay with it, you don't know they are dismantling your sin. That's why some people, after they have experienced those such things, they're calling for prayer. Prayer begins to irritate them. But when it comes to the other carnality, you are excited. Something is wrong. You've been manipulated. The very thing that should give you life, you are not happy with it. But the very thing that destroys you, you are happy with it. It's manipulation. You have entered bondage already. That's why they go after your appetite. The bewitching in the area of appetite to bait. People are ready to kill because of their appetite, because of their desires, because of what they crave for. Not because they crave for money, they are killing. Just because of food, they are ready to cause any harm. I bought this person, it destroys me. And I don't. Wow, in their conscience, there's no, there's no pain. That is why discipline and fasting continue to remain a very important infrastructure in what? Engaging the world of darkness. Must learn to refrain yourself. To be a Christian is not sweet, though. God has said the truth. To be a Christian is not sweet. It's bitter. Yes. It's bitter. You don't believe it. Huh? Uh, no problem. But Christianity is not sweet. You can't even get used to it. Because at every stage, they keep demanding from you. Yes. When you think I've survived, you are not this, I don't know to you. I tell you. Well, no, I don't. Please. Just sit here. You can have your opinion on me. Please, we're not arguing here. I don't teach from the head. It's what the Holy Spirit led in my heart I share with you. It's not, it's not uh, comfortable with you. I'm not about it. Okay. What I say here are the things that the Spirit of God lays in my heart. Very important. It's not sweet. Jesus never found it sweet. Peter never found it sweet. Paul said, I box my body every day. And he tell me it's sweet. Joy is the joy of the Lord in the spirit. Simple. The kingdom of God is not food and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's our consolation. If you are seeking consolation in any other area, waiting for you to come in the Christian life, sorry. Because even as we grow in a sequence of our spiritual regeneration, we did last last time. As you move from the baptism of water 
to the baptism of, you know, from baptism of repentance to the baptism of water, then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Are you aware that after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you are not supposed to listen to your appetite anymore? Because what is born of flesh is flesh. But what is what? Born of spirit is God by spirit. Spirits don't operate by appetite, they operate by values. Your life is supposed to be built on values. What you crave for is love. What you crave for is righteousness. What you crave for is service. What you crave for is what? Faith. What you crave for is what? Sacrifice. Obedience. This becomes your appetite. So everything you are doing must be captured in this. This action I'm doing now, this change I want to make, is he reflecting any of this? Not whether I like it or not. Left for me, I will not be standing here. I will just say, I have my goods. But because when you are young, you choose what you like. But when you get old in business, they will take to what you don't like to do. And you have to do it. That's called lordship. That's lordship. The spirit will lead you to areas where you have bruises. When you want to sleep and have the way, the, the best of sleep, that's going to tell you now. Pray now. You have learned not to have a good spirit anymore. There are things that if I tell them, you'll be shocked. Oh, my lies. It's not that you do it for some days, you do it every day, every day, every day. That becomes a lifestyle. So you have to enjoy it, you have to accept it the way it is. But this is painful. You sit every day, say, ah, ah, at least let me rest. There's no rest in this business. That's the life of the spirit. If you want to sustain the integrity of the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and the spirit of sound mind, you have to learn to disengage from what I like and what I don't like. As long as you're being ruled by what you like and what you don't like, you're not living by the spirit. It means you will still betray the spirit at a point where there's a clash between what you like and what the spirit is demanding. One must go down. And if you're the type that is what you like, that's in rules you. Hey, what do you go to say, sorry? I can't use this person. And the earlier the God is to use you, the better for you. Please don't remain unusable. Make yourself relevant in the hand of the Holy Spirit. Then this jealousy can be so much vested in you. He can trust you for small, small business for the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Are we together here? Yes. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You see, what the Holy Spirit is doing to us is what happens in marriage. The meaning of the word husband. The word husband is from the word animal husbandry. You have heard about the word for animal husbandry. Animal husbandry has to do with rearing. Hmm? Rearing has to do with what? Care. And then shaping. 
Okay? You care and you shape. So when the Bible says, your maker is your husband, it means we are his bride and he's the bridegroom and he's rearing us. The essence of rearing <clears throat> and care and shaping is for this husband to mirror himself in the supposed wife. It starts with, first of all, changing the name. That is why when you get married as a woman, you lose your name. You just get the name of your husband. Two, as a matter of fact, you are supposed to bear the nature of your husband. You begin to understand how he acts, his likes, his dislikes. For you to be able to live a perfect married life, you must become the mirror of your husband. That whoever sees you, sees your husband. You lose your identity. His identity becomes the one that dominates you. That's the true picture of what husband and wife should be. You bear his character, you bear his nature, you bear his life, you bear his spirit because you have become one in the spirit. That is the original plan of God. That's why when Adam saw Eve, what did he say? He said, What? This is the flesh of my flesh, this is the bone of my bone. So immediately he came together, he could see himself in his wife. Likewise, too, God is our husband. He is supposed to see himself inside of you. If you truly allow him to rear you, to allow him to care for you, to allow him to do what? Shame. So once he begins to see himself in you, his jealousy upon you increases. That's a true Christian life. So he gives us his nature, his life and spirit, so that we can mirror him. He is the sun, we are the moon. On account of the sun, on the, on the sun, the moon can light up the dark at night. Without the sun, the moon has no light. The moon reflects the light of the sun. So Jesus is our light and has given us himself so we can shine. When he says, I'm the light of the world in John chapter 8, verse 12, then he said in Matthew chapter 5, you are the light of the world. He knows what he was saying because he knows that the time will come when he will implant in us his nature, life, and spirit, and so the very light which he carries. You are like you, my Lord. Yet am I. Shall we be amen? Amen. So it is his light that we bear. But he must rear us. We must take his thoughts. We must bear his character. We must crave what, what he craves for. We must lie in the lies. Very important. That's why at baptism you bear a new name. You share you bear a new name, different from what you have before. So where the Spirit of God is taking us now is to make us understand that we have, we now bear His Spirit. Manifest the Spirit of your husband in the Spirit. 
if they make her as a husband, why would the devil not call her try to marry him? Tell her hint about your husband and all kinds of things that are happening. In the recent of the world, when we were baptized already married in the spirit, your name has been changed, your nature has been changed, your life has been changed. And if you are truly married, you can't be married to two persons at the same time. Huh? Praise the Lord. Amen. Your spirit now is no longer the spirit that can be remarried. Your life now cannot be changed because a new life, the life you have, is even higher than the one that is trying to come. Your nature is a superlative nature. That's why, as a child of God, in any sense of the word, a true Christian cannot be possessed. You can only be obsessed through what? Witchcraft. They manipulate you. So you have received the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of what? Sound mind. That is what God has given to you. And as you grow in these three dimensions of the spirit, in your spiritual journey, this is where you manifest the priestly and the kingly. By virtue of this spirit, don't live by your heart attack anymore. Don't allow cravings for things that that lose their taste in their use to become your prime desire. They are good for life, but don't make them the ultimate. Don't judge your life based on that. One man of God was sharing his experience. And I stumbled on it and I said, wow, that's good. What is going to experience? You know? He began his ministry and God was blessing him. He was doing so well. There was money everywhere. And he had a passion for cars. He likes to buy cars. So the only particular car that had to, had to buy customized for him. The car cannot start unless he entered the car. Everything customized according to his taste. And once in a while he drives the car alone, no goods around. You know, admiring this car. On this particular day, <clears throat> he took this car and was cruising in town. I think his car was going to see somebody. He needed to buy some few things from the shopping mall and then he now go to this step. He like to his mother or his father or somebody. And then on the way, something happened. Came from nowhere. All of a sudden, he saw guys from nowhere just rushed with guns everywhere, 80 to 70, everywhere, shooting. He said, Three seconds, people around that, that place disappeared. He was alone in there. They came and they opened the door. I think they what? They opened the door. Opened the door. They jumped around and said, Go on the floor. He said, was kicking, jumped up. So he said, Sit down. He said, Lie down. He said, He didn't know which one to open. He didn't get his big book of course. He said, What was happening? What is it? He told me, Walk away. So he just said, He jerked that voice and just walked away. That they didn't shoot him, he doesn't he didn't understand. Why they did not even know he was walking away, he didn't understand. But he just walked away. Before he knew it, they screeched with this his best car and they died. He said, he began to walk on the road. He started trekking on the road to find his way. And now I was going, he said, the people come to my bed. They find the road. You're in your best of cars. To the top of the world. Now we're on the street. Watch. 
That was the turning point in his life. That that was the day his appetite for God died. Let what I even say that even if he was going to write that in his whole age, sometimes he didn't that in his life. His appetite for God died. You must understand this. Certain things have to do with our taste of the gospel. Certain things have to do with our taste of the gospel. What are those things that are going to go down that we can't do down? So there are things more very small, small, small things. If you miss things like your life is in, is in danger, you like nothing has happened. Child of God, they deter the operations of the Spirit of Christ you have received. We don't live by our appetite. We live by the interactions of the Holy Spirit. And anything that stands, that takes its position in your heart, that eats you up, immediately is a jealous spirit. You will feel you are giving more attention to that thing. What are you doing? Even Abraham has got blessed with a son, and he began to you know, love his son so much. What's he done to him? Taking the place of God in his heart. More than ever, we must work strong by work on this spirit that God has given to us. That's the only antidote we have against the manipulations and the projections that the enemy is unleashing upon humanity today beyond ever. Forces of witchcraft have so much grown, there's so much death. Family breakup. So much. Disunity. The taste for God. For God and for the divine life. So much craving for vanity. Carnality. There is darkness everywhere. Darkness everywhere. Hatred. Malice. Hurts. We see all manners of things happening today. So much. And all of this. Is because witchcraft has increased this ambience. The test for prayer, lack of zeal, all 
must be weakness. There is this heaviness. Heaviness on us. So much heaviness. As if we have no power anymore. As if we have no love anymore. It's on the increase. Values are fast dying out in our society. The end product of this whole drive is to bring humanity to the place of lawlessness. Lawlessness is on a fast increase. Standards are upon the way. It's witchcraft. Love for self is also an increase. Love for self. The heart of men are growing cold every day. Children killing parents. You used to think that uh, you go in Nigeria, in Africa, you will see things like children think of using their parents for witchcraft and all that, maybe for money rituals and all that. It's everywhere. Talking about the two brothers in the, U in the U.S. who decided to kill their parents because they wouldn't have access to insurance money that will come with their parents. They are only poisoning them. Following the father, and the mother was on the floor struggling. And she, she succeeded in taking the phone to call the police. Because they arrived at the point that saved them, and they ran into the hospital. And then they were saved. And the two boys decided to kill their parents because they wouldn't have access to money. That's the one we need them. You'll notice very well that parents spend so much trying to raise their children. Meet themselves, work hard, raise money, send them to school. But in the old days of the life of these parents, the children will have no concern to help them. We're not there right now. So much is happening. Parents will languishing in poverty, in health issues, and the children who have been raised and have all, have all it takes to take care of their parents will not even care. They say, live your life while living their own life. Parents, children, relationship today has collapsed. That's why every wise parents today will know that in building the life of the children, prepare yourself to take care of yourself. They are waiting for children to come and take care of you. Sorry, that error has gone. Prepare yourself for your old age and be ready to pay anything what it takes for you to take care of yourself. Health-wise, in all ramifications, don't ever wait that your son or your daughter one day will come and take care of you. You are living in fool's paradise. Because this generation has been bewitched. They want to follow their parents. The witchcraft dimension is making sure that they violate their land law. Because they know that if they can violate the law of honoring their father and their mother, then it shall not be well with them, and the number of their days shall go out conscious. It's part of a strategy. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. All of it are all that was the ministry of the witchcraft, the rebellious spirit. 
It will be far from an increase. They make money to feed their empty lifestyle. Life is all about fall, flashy things, but no foundation. It's part of the ministry of the witchcraft. And it's a fast increase. We must sustain the integrity of the Spirit of God in us. Walking in power. We cannot call victims of witchcraft in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We must dispense love. Because the ball work to withstand the negative energy of witchcraft is love. Refuse to be hurt. Hurt will come. Refuse to be offended. Offenses will come. Refuse to revenge because action that will cause revenge will come. Refuse to live in disunity. As somebody is peddling disunity, make sure you make the necessary effort on your part to live in unity. When you have done your part and the person still refuses, hey, tell of God you have done your part. You are no longer afford. You are sustaining the integrity of your spirit. You can't be a victim. Shout a big amen. Amen. Live in sound mind. Feed yourself with the word of God. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is more than ever this time we need a minister of the Holy Spirit for sound mind, sound discernment. In the midst of trouble, how do you act? You don't act by your rationality. You have to act by what the Spirit of God reveals to you. They play into your gallery. You think it is well, but you don't know their intention. Why well, do you think that? I have five cases now. A young man in Abuja gate in my village. So that the school in the UK. God did not want to pay. All his friends.
Poisoning had become and the dogma came to him. Be very careful. Be very careful. It's part of the machinery of witchcraft. Kill them. Destroy them. Steal from them in their lives. It's not being suspicious. It's being sound. It's being sound. Mind how you talk. Mind what you say. The truth of this one, I'm not asked to in dealing with them appears than the truth of this one. Our food has spoken. We like to show. We want to tell them. Like God cannot fail me. They are bragging. So they will have no basis. You think testimony is all about telling people about your life? That's foolishness. Learn from Joseph. He only told his brothers. And then the one who was destroyed him. If not for Ruben, Joseph would have been what? A dead man. Not outside of his own three brothers. Who killed Rebel? His own three brothers. Which can't does have to be? When God began to teach him about which can't does, he took it back to the Old Testament and traced it. They stood behind him, killing his brother Abel, his witchcraft. They stood behind Joseph, being sold out, his witchcraft. Take it down. They stood and operated in Judah's heart for him to betray Jesus, his witchcraft. All of them. And you see, that same spirit is at work right now in the church. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks be to God. We have what it takes to withstand them. We have what it takes to live our life. In fact, today, in the morning, as I was sharing with people over okay, here, I was saying that for you to be alive, you have to be alive what? Deliberately. Life doesn't flow. You have to make up your mind how we be alive. And every day you force us to be alive. To be alive is a struggle, is a battle. Because there are forces online to steal your life, to destroy your life, to bring you death every day. Death smells everywhere. David said, I shall live. Why was he saying it? Because he was under pressure to give up. 
from every side. He was operating sound mind. Even though I passed through the valleys and the shadows of death, the guy was smelling witchcraft everywhere. He said, I shall fear no evil. For the Lord is there with his cloak, with his staff, with this and comforts me. Then he knows the secret that before they open your life, they will cut you off from God first. They will kill your prayer life, they will kill your zeal, they will kill your work with God. That's why he said, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. That was his resolution to remain intact with spirit. That's why I said I was happy when I heard him say, let us go to God's house. Because that's where you acquire the what? The presence of God. The only antidote that paralyzes witches all the time is God's presence. So the more you pray, the more you romance with you guys, the more you articulate and carry the cloud of the presence. When they come, they see the question of the glory. They cannot be afraid. Amen. That's why we pray, not because of answer prayer. We pray to what? To articulate God's presence. You keep praying until you feel it, you know you have it. You now rise. As you go about the daily task, you are covered. If not, they will project sickness into you. They will project all kinds of things into you. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the land where we live in. This is the where we live in. That's why as a parent, you pray for yourself, articulate and, you know, uh, absorb God's prayers for yourself, for your children. You have to lay hands on them from time to time. Release the prayers of God upon them. Because they're everyday, they're subject. Even his disciples. 
Not because of anything, say because he knows their nature. As long as a human being is a victim of appetite, he can do anything, anytime. So your friends should not be men and women who are slaves to appetite. Anybody you see that cannot compromise his ambition and his appetite, what he likes, and is not governed by values, very careful to that person. Because if they really make material for wickedness, they can use that person to destroy the world. That boy that saw his friend, look at him. Just show him something. He gave us his friend that day, cut off his neck, slaughtered him. Jesus said, this is an evil and perverse generation. Perverse has to do with witchcraft. <laughs> Perversity. Perverted. Perverted. Pervert. Do you know what it means? You can go down and change the meaning of the word pervert. A pervert is a more dubious person. Someone who is not just that is bad, but in badness is his business, his ministry. A pervert. He says it's a perverted generation. So expect the worst from this system. Not just evil. How do you live in this kind of world when people say, Father, I'm not praying that you take them away. I'm praying that you protect them from the hands of the evil one. How do you live in this generation? Oh, pray the spirit of love, power, and sound mind. And one of the machinery to activate this dimension is intensive prayer life. The moment you are losing your prayer life, you are losing the power of love, the power of the, the grace of love, the grace of power, and the grace of all sound mind. This is what the Holy Spirit is telling the church now. Church, wake up, wake up, wake up. You don't pray because of the need. You pray because you need to carry God's presence. Anything can happen to you, irrespective of your money. Your money will not save you in the era of witchcraft. Your connections will not save you in the era of witchcraft. Your friends will not save you in the era of witchcraft. I'm sorry for you, they will fail you. Because the saints are victims. They get confused. Because of manipulation. Because it's projection. That's why if you have a personal doctor, you have to pray for that doctor that even when the person comes to minister to you, the person is operating what? Sound mind. If not, he will come with a perverted mind. There and then he will go inside to come out in your mouth. And feel cool about it. Because it's under what? Not manipulation. Then you leave that place complicated. Your issue gets more complex. A visible man who lost his, his wife spent so much money. At the point, he was paying $35,000 for one injection twice every week. And eventually, the wife died. The man is frustrated. He said, Father, I paid so much. And I don't know, they were so careless about having my wife. I was looking at him and I could see the pain he was passing through. No doubt that he lost his wife, he spent so much money. So money was not the issue. He was doing that. He said, why can't the doctor do the needful? Well, look at me. So what do you mean by that? That is crazy. Give me a chair. Only God can trust one. He can trust any human being. 
So Psalm 1 through 5 begins to make sense. For the Lord a man is cursed. Those who trust the Lord, they are like Mount Zion that cannot be shaken. And as the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds those who trust in him. To trust a human being for any serious thing is a curse for any mistake. Thank you, precious man. We give you all the glory. Thank you for your graciousness. You blessed us by your spirit. You bequeathed to us your nature, your life, and your spirit. Thank you for the spirit of love. You poured out into our hearts. We will walk in love. Thank you for the spirit of power. You have not left us alone. You have armed us with authority to turn upon serpents and scorpions. And much of him shall give our comfort. Thank you, precious Father, for the grace of some mind. We are not in darkness. We have opened our minds to gain wisdom, to gain understanding. Precious Jesus, name. begin to glorify the Lord. Begin to appreciate God. If it won't have made any sense to you today, just allow him and worship you. Open your mouth and praise him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For all that has crystallized in your soul, thank you for those words. Precious Father, thank you. Thank you, because we know that your graciousness shall not become victims of the system that is ravaging the world today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. By your spirit, oh heavenly Father, we shall walk victoriously. We shall live our lives every day praising you and walking in victory. We shall not become victims. We shall become victors. Appreciate him, appreciate him. Oh God, whatever you are, appreciate him. Celebrate the Eucharistic Jesus, who has given himself as an antidote to the darkness that is coming this, this dimension. Not only for us to have life, not only for us to become God's children, he only gave us his body that would dominate. The darkness are ravaging the world. He said, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness. He said it because he knew he was going to give us the power of his body and blood. On account of the, the body and blood, we shall not walk in darkness. For that body and blood is a substance of his life, which has given us. Thank you, precious Jesus. And miss the fast growing infrastructure of witchcraft, of manipulations and projections, and all forms of the killing machine of the enemy, the starting machines of the enemy. And the machineries of stealing people's destiny. We have given all we take for us to be able to survive this moment. Our hearts are not grateful. We give all the glory. And so, Father, King of glory, stand up in our heart right now. The anointing of peace, your spirit. Stand up in our hearts. This your spirit, God of the Father, which you have given to us. A spirit of power. May we walk in power. May we demonstrate power. A spirit of love. May we walk in love. And this. The word of hatred, and means the word of curse, and means the word of envy, and all those of negativity. Stay up in all this of sound mind of the Father. May we revive again. Let every heart here receive the warmth of the Holy Ghost. Let every heart here receive the revival of the power of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the house of the faithful, and enkindle in us the fire of your Lord. The fire. Of your Lord. As the child of God has given us his seat on the throne, he's releasing his grace upon you right now. 
for the top of your head and the sole of, of your feet. He's telling you up for a quick look. The one it takes for you to continue to shine in the midst of darkness. So our light has come and the glory of God is upon us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, King of glory, for giving us to this point. For the investment you have made in our lives, for account of your spirit of sound mind, for account of the spirit of power and love you have demonstrated beyond measure, your love, you have demonstrated your wisdom in our lives. Lord, the Bible says you are wonderfully made and fearfully made. We give you all the glory. Bless every man here right now. Bless every woman here right now, Holy Spirit of God. Empower them beyond measure to face the resistance that, that come their way. Even as they continue to witness you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. No force of the enemy shall limit your life. Amen. No force of the enemy shall mark you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace upon you shall be abundant in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you face life, victory is yours. Amen. As you face life, prosperity is yours. Amen. As you face life, with the spirit the Lord has put in your life, you will generate victory. Anyone that stands against you shall come down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious for the King of glory, bless every family that have presented themselves today here. With the light of your glory, even as your world has come, you have breathed the breath of life upon us. And by the breath of your life, we know it's the breath of your presence. On account of your presence, we have what it takes to be able to withstand the force of darkness ravaging the world. On account of this, I decree and I declare that your people, even though they pass through the valleys of the shadows of death and sickness and negativity, they shall fail no evil in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Your presence shall come out Your presence shall come Amen. Your presence shall come out there. There shall be no sickness in our family. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There shall not be, shall not be any hardship in our families. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious for the kingdom of glory, may you stand tall in the midst of your children and go to demonstrate the grace you have given to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Precious for the kingdom of glory, even as we continue to walk with you, as you shepherd us, we know that we shall go to give quality witnesses in our journey with you, in our pilgrimage, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the outpouring of his peace upon you, because his peace is the assurance of our victory. His peace is the assurance of protection. His peace is the assurance of joy in the Holy Ghost. May that peace be upon you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I come against every force of the enemy that has itself to stand against you. Every rebellious spirit, every foul spirit, Every spirit attacking your soul, stealing your joy, stealing your effort to serve God. Every spirit that is killing your sin, every spirit that has taken hold of your mind. In the name of Jesus, lose your peace over God's mind. Lose your power over their life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may the light of God's face come to shine upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you will revive every day. You'll be strengthened every day. The glory of God shall come up upon your life every day. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious for the King of Glory. Thank you for having us what it takes to stand against the witchcraft, the sorcery, and the negativity that is happening in the world today. Thank you because we know that even as darkness is taking hold of people's hearts, you have given us what it takes to liberate them. May our presence bring deliverance. May our presence bring life to them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, train us and bring us to that point where you can use us to eliminate those who come in contact with us by our words of mouth, by our interaction 
heavenly Father, who shall bring new life to those that are victims of darkness at all levels in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bless our children who are here already, Father. May your hand be held upon them. Bless our the men and women who are around who are here. May your hand be held upon them. May they feel the glory of your presence every day in all that they undertake in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, precious Jesus. Thank you.